0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Merge Conflict. We got a doozy this week because we're talking about some things that we already talked about. But then one thing that we haven't talked about, we got three topics uh, that we're going to cover today or so. We'll see if we get a sidetrack. But <laughs> we've had a lot of excitement in and around the world of just what's new in .NET, what's going on in the world of Java for some reason. And additionally, are we just super excited to slap some new goggles onto our brainium cranium? So, Frank, <laughs> let's first and foremost talk about the 1 billion row challenge. Last time we talked about oh. this, if you go back <laughs> a few podcasts ago, you uh, had it working in about 18,000 hours to process uh, 1 billion rows of data. And I think you've come Ouch. a long way and there's a lot of <laughs> ongoing competition in the space. Still, surprisingly, I thought it would just be over, but some people are really excited about it still so uh what happened since we last talked yeah okay some follow-up here we go um
1: uh so when we were doing the show it was early days like i hadn't seen anyone else's implementation and i really just had mine and we mostly talked about mine and that was silly but um Some uh, great competitors came in. Um, I decided to run a little bit of a leaderboard. There were a couple leaderboards going around uh, just seeing who could score everything a little bit unofficial. Most of us were just running it kind of on our dev machines and that kind of stuff, but having fun with a little bit of a leaderboard so yeah my baseline didn't take what'd you say 18 hours or whatever that's rude so rude of you <laughs> um i was able to process 13 gigabytes of data in like three minutes and something seconds Pretty something, good, something like that yeah pretty good that was the baseline i couldn't help myself and had to implement a faster better version and I got myself down to something like fifty seconds, five zero seconds. Wow and I was pretty proud of myself. I'm like, look at that down from three minutes. that's you know six x improvement. That's pretty good. Did I do that math right? Who knows? who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, and I posted on Twitter I was very happy. and then someone came along on Twitter and said, "That's nothing. I am so much faster than you." <laughs> Um, so Victor um I'm not sure how to say your last name, but I'm gonna go with your username buy back off uh, victor buy back off
0: mm-hmm.
1: with an amazing speed. I forget what I first measured it at, but um the current version I'm measuring is two point six nine seconds to parse thirteen gigabytes of data. I forget what that speed is, but that's that's around I mean. What it's, it's 13 divided by three,
0: whatever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Second,
1: <laughs> um, couldn't be outdone myself. My five zero second one, uh, was single threaded, and we talked about on the podcast. I said, I'm going to do two things, I'm gonna make the algorithm itself faster, and then I'll make it multi threaded. And so on the Twitch show, I couldn't help myself, had to make the multi threaded version. Got myself down to three seconds. And then after the Twitch show, couldn't help myself a little bit more and got down to 2.68, 2.67-ish seconds on my computer. And I kind of took first place on my computer between all the algorithms. And I was pretty proud of that. I feel a little janky winning by 10 milliseconds, but I'm going to take it because it was a reliable 10 milliseconds that I could win by. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I think since then on Twitter, at least what I've seen is a bunch of other people that have been spiking different things and contributing still, but doing it on their own machines and rerunning stuff. And who knows, I think someone got it down to like a second or something like that back on the Java one, you know, if you looked at what you were running it on versus what they were running it on. It's, you know, quite very different machines. So all of these numbers and things are based on the machines that you're running and, and, and different means and things like that. At least they, like you standardize it, they standardize it, and other people are trying to standardize it. So it's been fun to see what they got it down to. And they got it down to about 2.5 seconds or so, yeah. which is kind of in line. You're kind of kind of cool. You yeah. it, it it is. It, and it's fun to think like, oh, well,
1: that is that is kind of cool. I can process that much data in a very short amount of time. I would never want to write real code that looks exactly like this, though. This is basically the old kind of C code I used to write as a kid. That's why I fall into it naturally. But this is not the kind of code I want to write on a day-to-day basis. But it's fun. And and we've all gotten to the point in our code where we're basically machine-dependent. Like Some people are using AVX instructions, and that only works on some machines. So you can write .NET code that is not cross-platform that only runs on certain machines. And that's totally doable. Um, I, I, I think I'm keep the code where I kind of left it. <laughs> nice <laughs> cross-platform, simple, but we're all basically at the mercy of the machines. Like my, my machine has a faster memory bus than the official test machine. So my results are just a little bit faster. I have more cores than the official test machine. So it's faster. It's a whole different operating system. The memory managers can be completely different. So it's hard to compare these things except for on one exact machine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, if you look at yours, it's like under 100 lines of code. That's pretty impressive, I would say, overall. Not bad.
1: Yeah. And it's, again, it was a very simple problem. It was aggregate a bunch of rows in a CSV file, basically. And, you know, if it was more than 100 rows, I'd be embarrassed as a programmer. (laughs) Like, it's, even that number of rows, it's only that long, because, like, you don't use any uh, numerical string parsing, you write the string parsing yourself. And so that, therefore, it's a little bit longer, like, I think the baseline of it is only like 20 ish lines
0: of code. Hmm. Not bad. I mean, it's a fun experiment. It's fun to see. I'm glad that a bunch of people in the community and other communities, I think I saw one for Rust, and I, you know, I saw this other stuff. So it's it's cool that, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that we spearheaded the.net initiative over here on merge conflict, but we may have pumped it on X quite, quite good. Uh, And I'm glad other people picked it up and ran with it. So it's kind of cool to see all these things, but here's the thing is to me, it's, yeah, There's a lot of people that like mix it, like, oh, it's this language versus that language. This is not always about It's not always about it at all. You know what I mean? No. It's about a fun little challenge that we all have to see what kind of code, what kind of crazy code we can write. And even if at the end of the day, it's code that you never want to write again because it's like, this is that mm-hmm. type of code that <laughs> yeah. is crazy optimized, but like not fun to write. Like, I'm not going to run a whole thing like this, but it is cool to see it like get down to a certain level. So I'm glad that. You know, people picked it up yeah. and kind of went with it. I, I
1: just have to say, I agree with you. I was not at all interested in the Java versus .NET, the C-sharp versus F-sharp. I didn't want to engage in that kind of stuff at all. Uh, if you listen to me on the episode, it was always a competition against myself. It's how fast can I make the code um, mm. versus my, you know, my baseline version. It, I, I still haven't read anyone else's code i'm very proud of the fact that i ran a bunch of people's code on my machine and was able to run it without even looking at their code and get everything set up so i still haven't even what i called cheated and looked at how other people have done things was uh, pretty so cool it's still fun it's still a challenge for myself and if i yeah. if i get in the mood i'll try to beat my record but i'm not really interested in beating other people's records
0: yeah no it's fun it, it's fun to see what people did but yeah i agree it's like a fun activity uh i'm glad that that it picked up and you know who <laughs> knows where it'll go i mean uh, if you know if you see other things out there you know uh listeners well, of the show let us know because frank loves a challenge not me i don't got time <laughs> for this i have no idea do i don't know to mean, zero I, I desire should,
1: we should acknowledge there are programming competitions out there like there That's are true. things you can enter and do the, all this kind of stuff um it's just kind of funny that it's like the professionals do that. And this was like the amateurs playing. Like, you know, just everyone <laughs> are like, let's all do a programming competition, even though we normally would never devote the time to programming competitions. Because yes, it's good to
0: sharpen your sword, but you don't need to sharpen your sword every day. It's it's a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Well, any lessons learned uh, besides just moving to multi-threadedness? Like any uh, big takeaways uh, of things that you did like? You're like, oh, I actually wrote oh. a version. Like this would be... Something I could use and take back to my actual uh, code of, of some sort. Maybe tweak some optimizations that you found.
1: Uh, one well, one more time, .Net Trace was just a fantastic tool. So I love that that's built into .Net now. You can or or something, whatever. You get the tool and you .Net Trace yourself, and it's absolutely wonderful that you can do that with any kind of program. Um. Hey, micro optimization is still here to stay. (laughs) It's fantastic. Like instead of calling int parse, if I just parse things as an integer, um, you were, I think, making fun of me. I was floating, I was storing my numbers as floating point double precision, 64 bit floating point numbers. And you're like, Frank, do they really need to be 64 bit? Obviously not. Um, I went really drastic though, and I actually used fixed point arithmetic, and that bought me a lot. That's what got me down from 3.30 seconds down to the 2.7-ish era. Oh, wow. So just going from double precision math to fixed point integer math got me a lot. Um, garbage collector does get in the way when you're trying to parse 13 gigabytes of data. to go figure. You don't want to be allocating, um, you know, a billion rows. It's, it's just a little too much pressure to put on garbage collector. So I stuck with... Um, um, struct objects for most things, most things, uh, dictionary, dictionary, stupid system collections. Generic dictionary is the fastest data structure on the planet. I do not know what evil tricks they play in the jet. James, I hand wrote, because I was convinced, co- absolutely convinced, I could make this thing faster. Looking at the profiles, thank you, Doctor. Looking at the profiles, I was like, I can make this faster if I eliminate a couple calls to the dictionary. All mm-hmm. I will, I will handcraft my own binary tree, and I will, I will walk the binary tree. As I'm reading data in the file and it's going to be so fast, it's going to walk and it's going to it's going to have it's going to have the answer just as it hits the last byte. It's going to be gorgeous. I coded all that up twice as slow as dictionary <laughs> dictionary. Try wow. to Dictionary insert. Oh, that stupid dictionary is so fast. So um, if you ever are blaming dictionary for your performance problems, you're wrong. <laughs> that thing is so fast.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, those were the big ones. And then obviously multi-threading is what really it's you want to flood the IO bus with
0: requests and you need lots of processors to flood it with requests. If you got the processors, use them all. I say, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) not many things do do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) all the top scoring ones immediately. You know, I have. My c- computer advertises twenty processors, so I immediately spike to two thousand percent. Yeah, it's hilarious.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let it purr. Um, talking about things, uh, purring. Um, well, you have a cat, but not talking about your cat. But let's talk about the Apple Vision Pro because we maybe have preordered one. This pot we you know, we record on Tuesday, days before it comes out. I am torn. I'm torn all over the place. Now, Frank, they have started. You can venture to an Apple store. And they will give you the hour-long tour of the Apple Vision Pro. Uh, have you uh, read about the process uh, in-store demo? Have you heard about uh, it?
1: I, I I heard about it, like, I think a few people, they were demoing it a few months ago. And I think I had read a blog or something about it. Um, but no, nothing recent. So um, I, I'm a little bit nervous because I really do want the eyeglass corrective one. And I heard that you have to go to a store for that. But I'm totally not going to go to the store. Uh, especially yeah. now that it's after I've hopefully ordered it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Uh, no, please, please go on. <laughs> so you can demo it in store and try it out today. You can go okay. in and do it. Now, I don't know. I think they said that they like 10 to 15 units per store or something like that, which is not that many. Now, the fascinating part is that you have to like install the app. I think it's just the app store app or whatever. Not the app store app, but the Apple store app. And Mm -hmm. you have to do a 3d scan of your face to demo the device. And the reason that, and you'll have to do it to buy it as well. And that is because they're matching your face in your head with the specific strap that they'll actually bundle it. So if you end up buying it online or in the store, there's this range of like all of these straps and they hand. Like, I don't know what the box is going to look like, but I'm imagining it's like everything's the same, except for like, here's where here's a person is put like a physical person is going to pick out the strap and then put it down for you into yours signed by, you know, John, you know, for Frank and like a handwritten note. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: What is this product?
0: So now that's just like, that's like a, it's like a 10 to 15 minute process. Oh and then they give you a 20 minute demo in store. They have to explain it Pretty to you do that stuff. Man. Uh, and that's per person, uh, in general. Now I was thinking also, if I get an apple vision pro can Heather use my apple vision pro like is her head, the exact same size as my head. Like, will it make a difference? I'm going to say all
1: of this is just the icing on the cake, because you know what it is. It's light leakage. Um, It's going to be, do you have the cheekbones to support it, or do you need a high strap or a low strap? Everyone's Hmm. face is shaped differently. And it's going to be how much light gets in between the edges. So I would say 100% she could. But she's going to get a degraded
0: experience compared to yours. <laughs> yeah. The, so it's the strap. And then it's also, you're right, the eye suctiony things. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah, we've been debating. Like, I asked her, like, should I get it? I don't know. I'm like, I'm not interested. I'm like, I'm not really interested either. But I feel like if Frank gets one, I need to get one. And I don't know. Well, we're gonna, you know what I mean? So we're, we're hosting
1: the show on VR from now on. It's, I thought that was the deal. The little blood pact we had made.
0: We could, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. So there are some reports people have done it and gadget has a nice write up on it. Um, so both, mm-hmm. uh, uh, share Lynn and Dana went to go see it now really fascinating. I'll give you a TLDR on this puppy, but they, they broke down uh, fit and comfort of the straps, Apple immersion, uh, immersive video and spatial videos, the Disney plus app typing experience with the virtual keyboard, Frank Krueger uh meditation encountering dinosaurs and then final ish thoughts now i thought there wasn't going to be a virtual keyboard but i guess there has to be one. Right? oh, oh there is there is yeah.
1: and it looks funny <laughs> yeah apple finally built a 3d keyboard and it looks have you ever used a typewriter that had
0: the circular buttons on them it looks like old typewriter mm. buttons to my yeah. eye I know exactly what you mean. Yes. That's what I learned to type on. So I'll be yeah. right at home. Perfect. Okay. Good. Uh, I did, I did see a, a picture of it. Now I will say this, the review of the keyboard, they said pretty good. They're surprised. They're like, wow, way better than we thought. Now the str- talking about the strap and the fit was fascinating because it seems though, even though I did the whole scan, there was tweaking involved. There was tweaking oh, involved God. and additionally. <laughs> Uh, Dana, I'm pretty sure it was Dana on here, uh, and share. They both got rid of the one strap and they went to the dual dual loop band. They, uh, Dana said after 10 minutes, the single loop hurt her head. It hurt. It was like too, too heavy and it, uh, and they even adjusted it and everything. And then yeah. they put the dual loop band on and she was like, awesome. So every yeah. head's different, right? Different hair, different things. And, and again. What's fascinating is you have long hair now. What happens if you cut your hair? <laughs>
1: you got to change your loops, I guess. I, I I am concerned. I I'm curious what the ratio is going to be in the end. Like, is this Apple trying to like push their cool single loop one because it looks cooler but is less effective than just two two big
0: straps strapping you in? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, besides that, they said everything was pretty good. They said. Apple to D- Disney Plus, good typing, good, um, countering dinosaurs, cool. Basically, here's what they said: they said mm-hmm. it's the best VR AR MR headset that's not an A- VR AR headset that they've ever tried, pretty much <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and is very expensive. That's pretty much their their overall review, which I think aligns with what we thought it to be. Um, but they, you know, they said it was mind blowing. That mind-blowing experience to quote share here and uh, uh, what are they using it to spatially compute you know
1: that that that's the thing mm. like if it's just another video game device I'm going to be disappointed if I can find a way to actually do some spatial yeah. computing um, I'm, I'm going to be happy and I think it's all going to hinge on that which I honestly think it's going to hinge on app developers because <laughs> Apple hasn't shown an app yet that um, keep saying it sound like a broken record but i haven't still haven't seen the killer app for it yet
0: yeah and they did officially launch the app store and i did read a blog somewhere we were complaining not too long ago that
1: we didn't didn't see
0: yeah exactly so they did announce a bunch of stuff for them um I can't find it anymore. But basically, there's going to be some apps. You know, yeah. I think it's even on the, the thing. So it's out there. There's going to be apps. Apps will be in the store. And there we go. Let's see. i more, I think, has them. So, so they're out there. There's going to be some stuff more than what we saw. At least the, the 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 deal. I don't know. I have a few days to determine what I want to do. And I'm really not sure, Frank. I'm really not sure. Well, no, you, you had a couple days a couple
1: days ago. So you made a decision. And I just hope it was the right one um (laughs) i i'm definitely putting an order in um maybe i'll return it (laughs) probably not hopefully um because i definitely want to try i i've written four really bad apps for it Mm. and i really want to see what they look like inside of it and it's we were mentioning in the last episode like how do you release an app before testing on hardware and i'm kind of like i can't (laughs)
0: I, I don't I think I'm do gonna have. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't think I'm gonna have any day one apps. So my my goal is to buy it and have week one apps or week two apps kind of
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. You'll find out soon. You know, I will if I. Um, I, I gotta I do... say, I
1: I'm disappointed by the whole store experience. Like a product that needs someone to personalize it for you is not a great product <laughs> I, I want the impersonal experience i want the brown box to arrive at my door that's what i like in a product
0: <laughs> do you think i should live stream my purchasing experience like actually buying it yeah the thing you should
1: i think you're going to be swamped with youtubers already doing that in your store but <sighs> <yeah. laughs> all
0: right i'm gonna do i oh mean i guess i gotta do it i got i get my business credit card ready
1: Today. Oh my god. I, I should actually make sure all my Apple accounts are right. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I, these, I, I hate these morning things.
0: I installed I, I the, already did it though. I installed the Apple App Store app. That's what you have to install. I wish that they would let the you. Look. Yeah. The, there's a button to pre-order, but then it's like just get the latest version. I wish that they would let me pre do my face
1: yeah and I've always had bad luck with their apps I don't know if it's because I'm an app developer and I always click the wrong thing I'm bad at UIs or I'm just yeah too, too silly with UIs but I always run into bugs in their
0: apps so I'm
1: hoping and I guess the I guess
0: experience <sighs> I guess I gotta I guess I have to I have to go in and change my payment system because yeah. it's probably not my business ones. So it's probably a different one. You don't want to be typing uh, in at five in the morning or whenever we have whenever we did this. Yep. Yeah. Doing it right
1: now. Well, I don't know. It it's it's also a little bit fun. Um <laughs> The spending the money isn't fun, but the whole waking up at 5am and trying to get it and then realizing the entire internet is getting it two weeks before you because you're not fast at clicking buttons as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still kind of fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, it'll be fun. All right, 5am. Let's do this. All right, yeah. last topic over here, the importance of source control, Frank Kruger. And oh. <laughs> I want to tell the story about okay. how everyone should use source control. Just, you should just use it. And it's very important.
1: Did you, did you delete some files?
0: This sounds no. like, no. Is, no, 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 no. This, this is a success story, Frank. This is a, this oh. is a coming of age, Dale. <laughs> Anyways, I've been migrating my apps, as you know, to the Maui of.net and in the process, you know, going through some stuff and going. And I do that all in a branch inside of source control, inside of Git, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is that I will be migrating my source control over to GitHub Actions and GitHub Actions can also work via branches. That's kind of cool. So it's not like I'm messing up my GitHub repository with a bunch of stuff because I'm implementing, you know, in my main, nothing. It says if nothing has changed in a year. In fact, mm-hmm. there has been no commits to my skiing app for like a year plus since last ski season. Hadn't been no, nothing happens in the summer. No skiing happening. <laughs> Don't need to yeah. do anything. Sits in the store, hangs out. <laughs> and, um, the, there's actually a really cool company out there's called Nordic pulse, they're out of Canada. And what they do is they are a SAS for cross country ski, <laughs> um, Places and okay. to do grooming reports. So, grooming is where they make the lines and they like spread it all out. So, they do GPS grooming. So, they load up the GPX maps and all this stuff and then they give you real time grooming reports. Super cool. Great. The place here that I built the app for started using them last year, which means I could integrate these basically real time reporting via their API, which is JSON blobs, which is great. Okay. Anyways, this year they changed the API because you're like uh. two of their business. It's time for a new API. Yeah, a few things changed. The app somehow didn't crash because, man, I'm a great coder, even though the schema all changed. I'm ma- amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, OK, it's still basically there, but some of the, like all the numbers of the percentage groomed are like zero and they're not getting reports anymore. I was like, ah, oh. you know, it just started grooming. So we just got snow and contacted Steve and Steve got back to me blah, 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 oh, God and his company. And I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> I guess I got to update the app. I know what I'm doing. It snowed 18 inches here on Saturday. So I'm like, I guess what okay. I know I'm doing on Saturday is just can't ski. So I'm going to just work on the app. Love so a few, few things I haven't touched SAP in a year and several months. And uh, a few things have changed. So one is I can no longer release an app update based on the current source code because app or Google requires you to build against a later version, a newer version of, the Android SDK, of course, of
1: course. Yep, Can't submit an yep. update. You were to Apple.
0: Old. Yep. Apple probably would have been OK with it, but who knows what the Xcode requirements are? Should probably bring it up to speed. Um, by up so, to
1: speed, you mean, um,
0: is this a Xamarin Forms app or a Maui app? This is a Xamarin Forms. Well, Xamarin Forms and a branch and, for Maui. Right, right. Back to the branch, right? Right to the branch. Um. And you know that's all just UI changes, a few other things changes. So surprisingly, there's not a lot of changes to the code. Very minimal UI changes. Very minimal source code changes. Not a big deal. So so even though to bring this stuff that I would change in this mainline branch and Xamarin, like because I'm not done with the Maui migration, right? There's a lot of testing. I need to do other stuff. I'm not ready, right? And, I, and I'm like, I'm not ready yet. Now it's it's double edged sword though, because while the Maui conversion's much further along. I know that whatever's in the main line in Xamarin Forms world is still supported till May, technically. And additionally, <laughs> I know it works and it's good. And it's it, it can, if I can get it to build, it'll be good to go. It still opens up in Visual Studio 2022. I'm a happy camper. Bingo, bango. And I know it's yeah. like close and I know the code base. Boom. <laughs> the problem is, is, man, a year and three months ago, I was using like, all sorts of different in app billing stuff i was using mapsui which is like their beta versions and like i'm like all right step 1 can i just compile it as is and the answer is yes but also no Be- because of android's new requirements um, i have to update the version and then i have to update NuGet packages that yeah. are then compiled against that and it's like ah oh, bummer town you know what i mean and it's a it's a slippery slope because once you target 13 you also have to update the billing library at the same time because they don't allow you uh, to do that so it's like i have to yeah. upgrade billing and i have to upgrade the version number and then at that point i'm like i might as well update every new inside this so frank i oh, update every no, single Nougat, no all of them no like, let's that's do burnt it
1: burnt earth strategy I'm like I let's do it
0: Bur- burnt earth i'm like let's go let's go um so i i i scorch earth and i'm totally good Scorched to go yeah <laughs> i scorch it and um there's only surprisingly the map sui team did really great i was in a bait be- early beta and it's been like two years since that i was able to integrate all of their changes in their api very minimal okay. as cross-platform maps in like 20 minutes like they just moved a few things around Got it all, bingo, bango, boom. I'm going to town, bam, 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 getting all the stuff in. I, I, I'm sorry, to, I, I, I just got a little.
1: Uh, you're updating. Are there user interface? So, were you updating from Xamarin Forms to Maui, or just updating the Maui
0: one? Just Xamarin Forms. No, we're not touching the Maui we're, stuff. We're it's not, ready.
1: Maui. No, no. It's not ready. Maui. No. Not
0: ready. No. Not ready. No, it's not ready. ready, I got okay. time. No. Nope. So they had some Xamarin Forms changes themselves. Got it. Okay.NET Maui stays in the .NET Maui branch. There's a new branch I, off of Maine, off of Xamarin.Forms, Forms, I? which is 2024 season. I was okay. gonna
1: say it's called it's it's main two, main underscore final.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> underscore 2024. Um and so much I actually have like like grooming.cs, which is like all the grooming reports, and I have grooming twenty twenty four, so I could like have them side by side oh, <laughs> like yeah. for the JSON deserialization. Like, you know, oh gosh. Oh. It's,
1: it's okay look you're making a joke, but this is um uh advice I got from nah i John Carmack used to say this, but um I already totally forgot the advice <laughs> no, when you're replacing a system, keep the old system running. For as long as you can while you add the new system. Yeah. Don't delete the old system. Try to get them running side by <laughs> side. And then when the new system is working, then you can delete the old system. It sounds yeah. obvious when I say it like that, but you'd be surprised how many times I've had to catch myself. Don't delete the old
0: one, Frank, until the new one is working. Yeah. And it's it's good advice. Everyone follow it. It's put in a branch. I'm serious. So I'm like, all right, this is great. So I get it all in, up and running. I head over to my good friend App Center. Good old App Center, mm-hmm. just hanging out, just hanging out. Ready for Always Xamarin ready. Forms applications. Is ready, and sure enough, all the latest X codes are there, all the latest mm-hmm. Android SDKs are there. Bingo, bango, getting it up. <laughs> and what do you know? Within four hours, Frank, okay. I got new apps. I got new apps in the App Store. Of course, the next day after I got new versions, I got new new versions because I was like, oh, there's yeah. more things I could change. Okay. So, anyways, it's all up there. I got it all working. I'm very excited. So, this is the importance of source control. My friends is now I will be able to take from Maine, put it into my Maui branch, figure out all the, because I figured out the naming (laughs) stuff and how the stuff works. be able to easily merge back. That stuff It's very minimal changes, but I didn't have to, for all intents and purposes, do something I wasn't uncomfortable with. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready for it. Right. And the great part now, maybe I never even have to worry about it for another year and a half. Yeah. Years, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: I I think like um the way I use Git as a single person dev team mostly, like it, it's it's so simple. I very rarely have to deal with any kind of merges or anything. But even with a single person dev team, you definitely get into the case where you're working on version 1.6 but then you want to do a little patch to your current running one Mm -hmm. 1.6 isn't ready to be released yet but you still need to release and update and i think that's i think that's like the most common problem everyone runs into with version systems and that's when you that's when you create your patch branch and that's when you realize oh dang now i got to decide if i want to merge that into the 1.6 or if i want to rebase the 1.6 and yeah. Rewrite history, do bad things like that. um I'm I'm happy you had good git uh, get success, but that that is still. And I know everyone who's good at git, you're all screaming. No, it's easy. Here are the six commands <laughs> to run. But you know, it's 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 still scary when you're when you're having to do those patch updates off of your yeah. like
0: current real dev branch. I don't yeah. Know. No, it's true. Yeah, I mean, main is always main is always shipping, but then. That also creates its own complications at the same time. Um, yeah. But you know you have that history in there. What I've done before is I've, you know, um, done things in in branches. And I've shipped off of a branch. I'm like, OK, like, do I want to move to the sand or do I want to just? Yeah, basically, like you said, like take the changes and then re-implement it in the new branch and just have like with the browser open over here. Look at my changes. Look at the new branch, how far yeah. along things are. But luckily you have those those changes all along. And it's good. And and I was pretty happy. The the longest, the thing it took me the longest, Frank. New Apple certs. Man. The <laughs> Gosh, process has not year. changed. Doesn't get better. Doesn't get better.
1: It hasn't like all these years. Well, like, I mean, okay. It won't change. <laughs> ever. No. Oh, it's funny. Um, I, I look forward to it every year because I do um three big CI C D builds in GitHub, continuous, coca and iCircuit. And every year the stupid certificate expires <laughs> and all the builds fail
0: yeah. and
1: it's just, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but man, it's tiring. Why oh, can't they give us like five-year certs? Please, Apple, five-year certs.
0: I know. I I'll yeah. buy, I'll give, give me two years. I'll give you $200 instead of $100. How about that? That's a deal. That's a steal. I, I want the six pack of years. Okay. I want six <laughs> years in my Throw out a free time. one.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Buy six, get one free. All right, well, that's going to do, you do it for this
0: week's Merge Conflict Frank. Three topics, 35 minutes. What would you think? Was it okay? I don't know. No, well, now you're wearing your Apple. Oh, I, no, he's, if you're watching this on YouTube, he's got an Apple Vision Pro on. Oh, my gosh. I think that's
1: the tricky thing. We, we've really talked up this Apple Vision Pro. Um, this thing either be the greatest device ever, or it better be the biggest dud and ever, <laughs> yeah. so we can
0: just make fun of it for a month. <laughs> well, but between the two of us, we'll spend more money on this single device combined than the amount of money we've ever made on this podcast.
1: <laughs> well, when uh, you put it that way, James. Happy Happy Apple Day to you too. <laughs> uh,
0: not to mention, for our exclusive Patreon subscribers. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash FM. There's a link in the show notes. You can actually hear Frank's dilemma if he not only wants to spend the $3,500, but does he want to spend an additional $4,300 on a brand <laughs> new Apple developer setup? The Apple is, well, you know, last week's episode, I call it the Apple Vision Pro developer dilemma. Not only for all the things we talked about, but also for the developer rig setup and it creeps in. This is the year of you giving Apple all the money, Frank. Wow. Oh, it's, it's just, it's feels like prison.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm paying bail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to get out. That is I the need worst to get my have ever the store. Store. <laughs> no, uh, Yeah. I'll cut it. Don't that's worry, Frank. It. No, I won't. I uh-huh. don't cut anything I'm for sure. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for this week's on that note. Uh, that's going to uh, do it for this week's podcast. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed it. You can go over to uh, X. You can follow us there. Uh, you can follow the show on YouTube. You know, see us. It's just us talking to each other. I've gotten so lazy that I don't even make thumbnails anymore. It's just me or Frank looking at the the, the thing. Um, That's it. Yeah, pretty much. And YouTube that's cool. Emails. You can leave comments there as well. We like that. Uh, you know, we might use that channel later on if we want to do little things here and there. Maybe that's where I'll live stream trying to buy the Apple Vision Pro. Well, that'd be kind of cool. Ooh, oh, we could yeah. do a stream. We both hop on. Uh, well dad yeah, that's what we'll do 5 a.m I, I don't trust my internet so you're gonna
1: you're gonna have to take the live stream i'm
0: just gonna focus on ordering and then that's I'll, true i'll if I, join if, you if, afterwards if, if, if <laughs> tries to you will be able to all right well, um hit us up at all those places uh, we appreciate you share it with a friend if you like this podcast it helps out the show like and subscribe do all the things that's gonna do it so until next time i'm james Montemagno and i'm frank krueger thank you for watching and listening peace